good morning, uh, London, and good evening, New Zealand, right? <laughs> we have a... Yes. You're from across the globe tonight. Um, welcome. Thank you for coming on to our Chain Chat series. I'm Natasha. Um, and you may know by now that what we do is ask each guest to leave a question for the next guest. And the last guest has left this question for, for you. Um, what most excites you about Web3 that couldn't have existed otherwise without it? Mm -hmm. Do you want to go? Oh, so we start with that one. Okay, yes, cool. Um, what most excites me? Well, actually my answer now would be slightly different from when I first got involved in blockchain. So maybe I'll say my answer now. Um, I want to say two, but I can I say two? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, the first one is um, a decentralized way for communities to collaborate and facilitate value exchange between them. That's very exciting. And the second thing is for me is the tokenization of value. Um, so new ways of capturing and um, making you know, transaction, transactionable or exchangeable different forms of value. Mm -hmm. For me, it would be uh, the technology and how technology is written, how the protocols have been written um, now because they're uh, like um, the core infrastructure of the code, how the code is written in Web3 compared to Web2, it is totally new system. And uh, as I'm a more technical person, I love how how everything has been changed. And uh, for me, this is the biggest fundamental change. Okay. So somebody who has worked in Web2 and has learned how to code in Web2, yes. cannot simply transfer those skills to Web3. It's learning a learning curve for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, okay. Now we'll dig into some of the other questions, which is basically starting with who, who are you? What do you do? Why is uh, Web3 in your lives? Do you want to start, Juliana? No, go on. <laughs> one of the, the challenges of having two guests is we've always yeah. start ping pong. Nice. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, so my name is Natalie Robinson, and um, my role is CEO at One Up, One Down. Um, and so, you know, how we're participating in Web3 at the moment is we're building, um, a, we're looking to build a decentralized um, mental matching platform so uh, a mentorship DAO and mm -hmm. um, for us well for me my my journey in blockchain started started a while ago out of personal interest um, and now for, for the purpose of the businesses it solves some really important problems um, that we have with capturing the value that mentors provide and enabling um, them to receive value in exchange for mentorship so we're really excited with what what um, blockchain will enable us to do within mental matching and how it will enable us to reward mentors but also um, incentivize behaviors that that will go on to create more mentors and um, embed mentorship as a, as a practice within the world. Cool. Same for you Juliana? Um, so I got uh, I think I've heard first about blockchain around a couple of years ago three four five five maybe uh but i just recently started to look more deeply into this and uh 
understand what and if actually our business needs to move to that direction, what could be the utility, what is the functionality and what, what actually in reality uh, we could provide and build what will be useful. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. okay. so how does that check? Because I'm, if we think of it in a broad sense, like a matchmaking system, there's lots of different types, not like um, holiday rentals or Tinder or all these different things where you where you match people up. What what difference does Web3 make to one up, one down and that kind of matching service? Hmm. What is it that you can do differently with it? Yeah, so we um, so one of the challenges, so we've got a. Uh, uh, just a web two platform at the moment, and we've we started our journey with um, just a centralized service, and and the challenge that exists for us and exists for almost all mentor mentoring programs is the demand supply issue. So there's always a lot more demand from um, mentees than there is supply of mentors. Our, so our, we actually we have solved that in some way by making it a, a possible for and encouraging participants to be mentors and mentees within the network, and so that's helped us. But we really need ways to incentivize mentors, and um, and so having tokens that rewards mentors for their time that's linked to the underlying governance and value um, or revenue equity of um, one up one down is what Web three can enable for us. And also, it, uh, it's also, you know, that's the practical challenges that it solves. It also um, aligns with um, our philosophy around value exchange. So, mean, you know, our network, the value of the network comes from those contributing to it. And so we want to reward those contributing to it. And then also there's a lot, there's a movement around the value of blockchain based social media platforms around um, data and censorship and that type of thing as well, which is less relevant for what we do because of the type of network, social network it is, but it is um, an important consideration still. Cool. Um, okay. What um, we've talked before briefly about the learning curve, and I was wondering what challenges have you both found along the way to, to learning more and doing more? Hmm. Do you want to start with that one, Juliana? Yes. Um, so my challenge with this with, uh, with uh, blockchain was uh, mostly around um, how um, how to find the, the information that is more truthful. But I think that is a challenge with every new direction. When you start learning something new, you always try to find uh, all the different uh, points of view and to figure out the truth for yourself and because everyone has a different opinion and there are some facts and data which again it's still uh, not very confirmed and uh, for me personally the thing that helped me most was talking and building relationships within the space because um, I, I could hear like everyone's different experience and pain points and uh, and yeah, I think that was uh, that what helped me, and uh, that was uh, the biggest challenge: how to figure out uh, what is what is the truth. And um, just to carry on from that quickly, for somebody who is just starting, and they say, "Okay, I'm listening to this, and uh, I have to build relationships." How do they start doing that? 
Yes, that is a very good question because I personally myself find it extremely difficult to go there and just speak with some people, for example, in a network event, because um, like uh, it is not that easy just to pop somewhere and uh, to say, hey, can we be friends? No, it doesn't work that way. Um, this is something that, uh, what we did actually in one of one down. So we built these trusted relationships and it uh, very much come from this uh, that it is, um, even if you have quite a lot of people in your LinkedIn or social networks, or social networks, or you, if you go to network events, how do you build this, this trust with people you don't know, but you want to meet? And this is something that we facilitate very successfully. So one thing is through our networks that we, through our own platform and to, uh, be, by speaking one-to-one -one with other people and being curious in other people, but uh, out invite people to join one of one down so we'll meet them with other people. Um, because actually it is really difficult. It is difficult to go there and find someone. Uh, and yeah, Nat, if you want to continue some here, but how do you find your network? What challenges do you, do you find? Well, I think it's, um, well, for me, so I first got involved in, in blockchain in 2016, which was, which was quite early. And, and um, I didn't really have the confidence to, to, I was really passionate about the, the, about what it stood for, what it would enable, the future it would create. But I didn't really have the confidence to really get involved. Like I was so called to it and drawn to it. It was like the embodiment of, some, of a set of beliefs that I really held in a technology. But I just was too, you know, I thought everyone knew what they were doing. And now, you know, now looking back over time, I realized, and even still now in communities, no one really knows what they're doing. But I just didn't have the, the confidence to... Um, to participate fully and um and that and I didn't know the language to speak you know I'm not technical I felt like I had to be technical to be participating in conversations and adding value and um so that was a challenge and that is still a challenge for me in, in participating in groups and communities it seems like a common theme like say like the confidence or starting a conversation with people, these kind of social things, these social boundaries almost, right? For, for a lot of us. It'd be interesting to have like, you know, at some conference they have a traffic light, you have a red sticker if you don't want people to talk to you. But we need something like that next to our names, next to the pronouns or whatever people have now. A little like, I'll speak to you about anything. Ask me anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, what has been your greatest resource then? People for you, I guess, Juliana, not mm -hmm. speaking people. Any any online resources, any you know, sources of um written or audio or video information that you've that you've yes. um, so for me what I uh, like what I always do is to always go and find the root of something. So for me, so if something starts with with uh, Bitcoin, with Ethereum, I first would go there and uh read the documentation or listen to people who are from who built this so my all my question for everything is who started this like not someone's opinion 
But who started, who developed, who invented, who was the first person who started talking and will go and uh, listen to, for example, will Google it basically, uh, who developed Bitcoin, who developed Ethereum, like what are these people talking in order to understand where is the root of, and this is my approach for everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's sensible advice, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we get a bit washed away with the, you know, the Twitter opinions and the LinkedIn stories there and it's like okay I'm not sure when you're maybe lacking a little bit of confidence to learn more you can be more easily led by by biased opinions can't you so it's probably really good advice to go back and read the uh read all the white papers and uh, see yeah, where it's that was a approach to this first principle thinking or something like that where you just go and find what is the root of this what you're looking for uh-huh Oh, cool. All right, then. Um, another one. What do you wish you'd known sooner? Well, for me, is that no one really knows what they're doing. <laughs> that same thing. People are just figuring it out as they go. It's being built. You know, it's really, it's still really new and early and things are being figured out and built. And so you just got to, you just got to get stuck in. Um, and I've not, not, you know, it's all right feeling like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, just go for it. <laughs> Everyone else, you soon feel it, find out that most other people feel that way too. Yeah, thinking that, um, like when you hear someone speaking with a lot of confidence, and you kind of got mistaken that okay, this person knows quite a lot because they are super certain about something, and then you start thinking, yeah, but I don't know. I, I need to know as much as they know. But they just speak with confidence. If you, someone speaks with confidence, it doesn't mean that they know anything, like everything. And as you said, you just need to go there and it's okay and find to don't know stuff and break stuff. And yeah, yeah, I know you're about breaking it down, just break it down and just leveling with people is like that's the way yeah. I do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and there's no, there's so many there's so many experiments going on. Like that's you know that um that's what's so great about the space is there's so many new things being tried and tested, and then they don't work, and then they tried and tested, and so so um what I mean is no one knows what there's no the rules are still being created. You know, it's still a real playground to try try things out, and um and so that's an invitation to to go in and be curious and explore and learn and try things. That's a, that's a really good um, answer to, to lead on to the next question, which is about diversity, because while it's still this, this playground analogy I quite like, this is where we want, you know, more diverse people in building, experimenting and testing. And um, I was wondering if, um, maybe with one up and with one, one up, one down, how do you tackle that diversity aspect? Um, should I take that one, Juliana? Cool. Um, so, so our focus is really on, so our focus is on mentorship and, and so we focus on, um, woman to woman near peer mentorship. And so, so the origins of one up, one down, um, come from our own experiences of working in male-dominated in industries. And for both of us, actually, for most of our lives, we had men as role models, and that's that's how we learned to lead and act and operate. And, you know, um, and what we saw is what leadership looks like. And, and, um, and so when being in organisations that were male-dominated, well, I... 
it's only reflecting back on it now we were felt like you know there was really something that, that was missing um an uh, authenticity like a, a a confidence that comes from being around people who who um who who communicate and validate and um think and behave in ways that are more similar to you and 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 so for any individual who is um the the minority in a in a group that is similar minded will feel likely unless they've had a lot of training in self-development less less confident and Mm -hmm. um less able to contribute and communicate um and operate to their full capacity within that group because there's a degree of self-consciousness and so we we saw that as an underlying problem for enabling women to to, to make, you know, to, to move into leadership positions and really operate authentically. Um, and, and we saw the most organic way to enable women and give them that support where they could validate themselves and, and realize their abilities as leaders was through mentorship. And, and so we've been doing that for the last two and a half years through near peer mental matching and web three is being created. There is, like it's very male dominated by participating in those communities we saw that this was definitely a problem in that space and so our solution is through um using mentorship to give women confidence within these communities and also as a way to onboard more women to participate within um within the blockchain through mentorship and um can i just ask is it as specifically for leadership well leadership is a good yeah, we no, it's not specifically for leadership, but it is leadership is a good catch-all for it. So it's designed to give women more influence and and um step into their capabilities. And that may may mean that they want to lead others, but it may not. They might just want to, you know, it's self-leadership as well. So it's not only for women that it, are aspiring to get into a particular leadership position it's available for all women we just you we use the leadership as the term because well the, the world does need more female leadership authentic female leadership i mean it will we believe i believe um having more of a balance between masculine and feminine leadership will solve a lot of the challenges and problems that we have at this time and so um an underlying driver is to get more women into positions of influence where they are operating from a, a more of a balanced feminine way of leading mm-hmm. okay cool Juliana can probably add to that too because we have slightly you know we yeah, contribute uh, so I would add that it is uh, more about self-belief and so usually when you are in a space that you are different and in this case for example you'd be the only woman or you are different in some way it doesn't matter what kind of way you are different to the group you like you kind of feel you're different and you want to mix with the others while what we believe is you don't need to mix with the other you need to be yourself and having that inner courage to take uh, to, to stand up and to say i'm different and i'm totally okay with that and i will be different instead of agreeing with what everyone else is thinking and feeling because you want to be mixed and you want and this is very much related to that you want to be accepted usually if you are different you don't want to be rejected and that kind of thing but i think it's super important every person to believe 
in themselves and to have the courage to stand for yourself and to say I'm different and it's this is my way and I will do it my way. And uh, of course, so this is why it's quite, uh, it is very much related to leadership uh, because it is, so if you don't feel to, if you don't want to lead, don't, just don't lead. It is up to you. But then is to have the courage to say, I don't want to lead. Mm-hmm. I will do whatever I want to do. And uh, it is, you need to have this courage. Mm-hmm. And ironically, often those people are the best leaders <laughs> because, lead, you know, it's by being, by just being that way, you inspire others to be that way for themselves. And I think that mm-hmm. leadership is one of those words that's so overused, um, but, but it was also a very powerful, important word. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Um, okay. Uh, where do you think other Web3, I say companies, I don't for want of a better word, like Web3 projects or groups or however you want to say it, um, where do you think they can and should focus their diversity efforts? Like how, what practical steps can they make to, to ensure moving forward that this, this whole new world is diverse? Hmm. Should I start with that one, Juliana, or...? What do you want? Yeah, so it's a good and interesting question. And I think, um, well, I think the main, you know, one of the great things about Web3 is how it's community focused. You know, it's um, built around communities and and everything is built around the community. The the development, um, the marketing, you know, the whole, it's really changed. It's a different way of doing business that is community focused which also creates a great way there is a real opportunity to measure um, contribution and who's participating within that community and how that's concentrated and how concentrated it is, how spread out it is, um, who participates, who doesn't. And it doesn't necessarily need to be tight. I mean, I know because a lot of the blockchain communities are um, anonymous, so it doesn't, it doesn't have to be tied to identity. And I think that's really where, like personally um diversity equity and inclusion needs to go to eventually is it's beyond identity it's just really about participation of as many people as possible you know as possible in a way that is fair and equitable um so so i think introducing tools to communities that that can that can be used to visualize contribution um Mm -hmm. and language and you know there's so many amazing things that could be introduced because of the nature of how communication is made and done within these communities building blockchains and products that there's a real real, some really exciting opportunities to 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 use tech to to measure um contribution and engagement across across the community i had a a thought about the the uh, anonymity before as well i don't know maybe it was us that were we were speaking about one day no like where it's good because you know it gives people an opportunity to hide like, you know, women and minorities and all these different groups, a chance to step up where if they have a photo that they wouldn't be able to. But at the same time, it makes it difficult to truly measure who is participating. So it's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a dilemma with the whole anonymity. Yeah, yeah totally. I, yeah, I, I, I really agree with that. And, and, but, but also it's not like it's just it's not like it's just about the identity like oh I'm being perceived I think I'm being perceived as a woman so I won't contribute it's actually 
all the conditioning that um, mm-hmm. we have that impacts our ability and confidence to, to contribute yeah. at that point in time. And then also the way the, the way the communication is done as well is, is um, you know, it could be f- favor one type of communicating over another or into how things are interpreted or that type of thing. So there's lots of other things. There's, that's the thing about diversity is it really does ultimately go go far beyond identity um yeah that's the interesting backgrounds and experiences and a lot more yeah exactly all the different things that make us divert what what would you say juliana are some of the steps that you know companies projects organizations social groups can take to to ensure they are more diverse um, I think it is, so the problem comes more from, uh, so if you, if we start thinking about why, why so powerful to have this anonymity, it's because gives people that don't have the courage to step with their names and with their face to step in and to be heard. And then if you start thinking, why do they, like, why they're doing it? And it is because people judge and it is supernatural for us. It is nobody's fault. It is how our body, like our brain works. And mm-hmm. it, the, the brain just judge. And uh, my, my approach would be to like start thinking from the other points of view and to be more empathetic. Like why, why do you need to judge? And if you are more aware and you feel okay. So why why do we need more people? Why do I need to judge them? Like why I do that? And if you start embracing that, if actually having more diverse thinking and more diverse uh, people in any kind of like um, like uh, area, uh, mm-hmm. that that actually power like help everyone, boost everyone, but. Yeah is the thing to be aware that is natural for the brain to judge to stop this judgment and to see how we can be more empathetic and mm, i like it yeah to like reflect a bit more and be a bit more critical in our own thinking you know like yeah. is there another way of looking at this whatever that might be you know like to oh, yeah. diversify yeah, exactly. our own thoughts first and then that translates onto onto other Oh, cool. Um, all right, well, we normally keep these to about half an hour, so I'm going to ask you one more question and then ask you to leave a question for our next guest. Um, so the last one from me is, in general, do you have any other insight, wisdom, things you want to share, things you're excited about, kind of anything, really, just to, to, to summarise what we've been talking about? Um, So for me personally, what excites me is that we um, we are in a in years and in time that we see a huge change. That uh, for me, every change is an interesting. It's a good change, and uh, it gives people an opportunity to experiment and to uh, to change the perception of 
words like failure because failure has been like a felt like very negative has very, very negative meaning while in this uh, time now failure is so much related to experiment and if we fail faster that means we will learn faster and i think it's a great opportunity for all of us to embrace failure and to to try to fail more and faster and to not have the negative perception about this world mm -hmm. i like it what about you natalie anything to round up oh, um well, I think well, I just want to thank you for the work that you're, you know, you and your team are doing because um, having different voices talk about Web three and and blockchain and what's important, you know, what's important to us in 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 contributing to it and the opportunities that are there is really important. I think that answers the question that you asked before about what can be done. That's more. It's more stories, more voices um, from diverse range of people and. And, um, you know, I think women have such a lot to contribute in this space because of the values that, that underpin Web3 and the collaboration and the community that, that exists behind it. And so I wouldn't let the tech intimidate you if, if someone's sitting here thinking it's too technical. There's much more to it than that. Obviously, the tech is an important part, but some really exciting things are being built and changed in the way that people collaborate and do business and create value. So if you're just a little bit curious, mm -hmm. you know, get, get, take the first step, reach out to someone. Um, the community is also, so what I love, one other thing is just the community that exists within Web3 are so in service to others and bringing more people on board. And it's not, it's, you know, the, the idea of all ships rising is very much, a philosophy within web three so um yeah reach out and get connected and follow your curiosity definitely totally agree like everyone's been super helpful i'm like you say not too shy about asking questions because i just know that generally people are of that mindset like if you're interested in how all of this value exchange stuff works then you know you know you you're in a, a nice place with similar-minded people i think so so yes, um, okay, then just to finish up, I'm gonna ask you to leave a question. Why don't you both leave a question and we'll let the next person choose one. <laughs> oh, it's hard, it's, a, it's hard to think of this question. Okay, I'll, maybe I was gonna, an easy, easiest one is what, what was your gate, you know, what was your gateway drug into Web3? What brought you here? Yeah. I mean, they are recorded. I don't know what I write them down every time, and I don't know why. <laughs> but I've got to now. Now I've got into that habit. That's it. Well, thank you, Juliana. <laughs> Leave us a question for the next person. Uh, what was one thing, one action that you have done in the last week to support diversity in the space? Oh, nice. One action in the last week to support diversity. Okay. Lovely. Right. Well, I want to say thank you to both of you for coming on. Um, obviously, we will encourage people to check out One Up, One Down, um, especially if they do have some kind of um, something to offer as a mentor, right? <laughs> but obviously, open to everybody. Um, and yes, I, I look forward to 
well, still following your your work and keeping in touch. And uh, it's been it's been really interesting for me. Thank you. Thank you for for your efforts and, and for everything that you do in the field because it is very important to have people like you and like your organization mm-hmm. to give us even the stage to speak and to spread the message. Yeah, thank you. Great, thank you. So, all right then, have a have a great rest of the week. Yeah, you too. Bye bye.